Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here as usual to look ahead to the Cobblers next game, which this week falls on Boxing Day as we make the trip to Mansfield Town. To help me do that, Charles Cobbins is here. How are you, Charles? Hello, Danny. I am very well, thank you very much. Looking forward Good. to Christmas. Looking forward to Christmas. Are you feeling Christmassy? Uh, no, I have just spent the whole day getting ready to pack up and go down to the parents' house in Northamptonshire tomorrow morning as we're recording. So my day has been full of stress. That it's is just what you as need. Christmassy as Christmas gets, I think. Well, well let, let's de-stress then, shall we? Oh. We're talking about last Dantle. night. There was a, a few stressful moments at the end last night. Um, <laughs> as we last night, I say Tuesday night as we record this um, was last night. Uh, beat Carlisle two one. Carlisle took the lead, and then we turned it around again. Getting used to turning games around this season. Mm. And there was a few, as I say, stressful moments at the end where they could have nicked one, they could have equalised. But, but hanging on and going seven points clear of fourth is, to me, Huge. one of the biggest results of the season so far. I think. Absolutely. I noticed um, in the day on Tuesday, uh, the Not The Top 20 podcast, have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah. Um, George and Alex, I can never remember <laughs> their names, um, did, uh, they're, they're on Sky Sports a lot and, and stuff, it's quite a big pod, but whoever it was that was in charge of their Twitter um, during the day on Tuesday was saying that if you didn't want to watch uh, the Moose Cup, as I've decided to now call it, um, the Carabao, then um, the one game in League Two between us and Carlisle was definitely one to watch, and and there some interesting things were said. Like the, both both teams were teams to watch, and uh, did a quite a decent little sort of preview of the the mm. two game or sorry the, the two clubs ahead of the game, and um, yeah, it was nice to be recognised on a bit of a bigger scale than than the normal let's just say not just local 
and uh, not and, and also have have somebody actually talk about it in a positive way because quite <laughs> often we're just like I don't know ignored or forgotten about or written off. Yes, yeah, written off for sure. I think we seem to have something more about us this season. I was saying last night on our WhatsApp that this is the type of game when we've got a chance to go to that next level to build that gap between us and the bottom and the, the fourth place. We didn't really take. And we drew or we lost or we like had a bit of a stumble and things like that. We got a bit nervous. But to take that chance, and it's suddenly just one win just makes it, to make it seven points psychologically, that's huge, especially going into this period where we've got a load of difficult games coming up. And I think it'll just give them a lot of confidence. We've got players getting players back. We're getting players. They looked really at it last night, which didn't really see against Tranmere. We really looked like as soon as we, especially when we went a goal behind, we just looked like we wanted to get back in it and win it. And the the body language is great. The, the, Clutching into tackles, the midfield was solid again, and had such quality about it. Um, and Louis Apere was outstanding. Like to to get, I described him as the cobbler's pet dog. I think last night because <laughs> he's just it's like his spotted treats all around the pitch, and he's just determined to go and pick them all up. And then <laughs> he's missed that chance at one all, and we've all thought, oh man, like you just want him to score so desperately. So when he chased that ball down, and like to to go thirty seconds after he's missed that chance, that's that's taken something psychologically to to then go again and get that, to pick up on that mistake and, and finish the way he did, it was probably a more difficult chance than the first one was in a yeah. lot of ways. So to go and hunt it down and to to finish it the way he did was was quality and it's so good to see. And I don't think there's anyone in that Cobblers team, maybe apart from Samuel Tobias Hoskins, that I'm happier for when he scores a goal because mm. he's it, he just works so hard off the ball and you just want him to get that goal return as well. And he sets the tone for the attackers um, and just s- super... Did you want so to good. give him a little pat on the head? Oh, give him a little boy. bone. Good boy. Yeah. Who's your good boy? Who's your good boy? A little bone. <laughs> Careful. Uh, <laughs> but you I, saw the difference when, when Danny Hilton came on as well. We were talking about it, I think, a couple of weeks ago. So we had a question into the pod about like, why isn't Danny Hilton starting? And that's why. Because mm. when Hilton came on, it was, again, fall over, pick yourself up. And like, he didn't even win the free kick this time. So you just there's such a difference between the two. And, and I think. Apare's really, really come to the fore. Um, like it sets the tone from the from the front. So good on him. More, please. Yeah, more, please. I, I agree point. with you in terms of what pretty much everything you've said. Like the fact that I think that last year we would have lost that game yeah. for a couple of reasons. So first of all, we went behind. I don't think we came from behind once last nope. season uh, from memory. Um, so that's that's the first one, and then the second one being uh, our equaliser. There is. I, I still don't quite know how that managed to go in. I'll be it honest. Just sort of floated in, didn't it? <laughs> it kind of like it, it, it's very slow motion. Like the ball just slows down, and somehow because the thing that the thing that I find really funny from it is that obviously the goalkeeper, God knows what he's doing. Oh, con- Andre con- the considering, Giant. Yeah, yeah, considering he's like seven nine or something like ridiculous. <laughs> he's huge, but he just doesn't seem to see where the ball is. And even Ben Fox, who is there for a tap-in, sticks his... And he misses it. And I'm I think just that like, was it, though, wasn't it? I think that distracted him a little bit, the keeper. Yeah, possibly. Fox just being there just kind of made him think twice. But last year, that would never have gone in because no, that no. would not have happened. A, a defender would have cleared it easily, as I'm sure yeah. any Carlisle fan or a coach or player or anyone connected to that football club would also agree is that it should have been cleared. It was a ridiculous goal for them to concede. 
if it if it had come off his foot along the floor, you'd have called it a pea roller. <laughs> you would, but because it came off his head and went through yeah. the air, I don't know. Oh, what do you call what, it? I, I don't know. Cabbage uh, throw. <laughs> I don't. But anyway, regardless, that wouldn't have happened. And then, of course, the other thing was that you know Apparay with his big miss. Um, mm. Yeah. That would have happened last year. He'd have missed that chance last year. But yeah. the thing that wouldn't have happened was a minute later, he's completely forgotten about it and and gone again, basically, to coin a phrase, yeah. um, and managed to you know find the net this time. And you do look at that his actual goal, and it's the tenacity, like you say, of closing down and chasing down the ball. Tudor, he basically forces both centre-backs to make a mistake, doesn't he? Mm. Because one of them nods it down to his partner his centre-back partner who then tries to hit a back pass but essentially just passes it straight to Apparay who then yeah you would say finishes incredibly well and he takes what is a much more difficult chance and Mm. made it look easy Mm. um, which was nice so yeah I I think I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly pleased I'm very happy that you know being that Seven points clear, is it, of Swindon in fourth, who, of course, we play uh, next Thursday at Sixfields. Um, so another big, big game, that, really, for us. But also to go level on games now with both Orient and Stevenage. We're now two points behind Stevenage. They are catchable. I'm not going to talk about Orient. I think that they might slip up, but they look incredibly good at the moment. So yeah, I mean, to, to me, I'll I, don't let think them go. <laughs> I don't think it's about that at the minute. Is it? It's no. not about catching Orient right now. It's about making sure we get in like that top three, make that gap bigger if we can. But yeah, um, I, I would we, still we... feel more comfortable, Danny, if we were second. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you always got to <laughs> like to have teams, but especially if Steve Evans. You don't want Steve Evans on top of you, do you? In, in any situation, not in any so, sense. No, kind you of don't way. want no. any sense of that. No, I'll be honest. So let's let's get above him. Yeah, that's the target next. Um, but let's bring in our guest now, because we are delighted to bring back a returnee to the preview show. We've got Craig Priest from the Mansfield Matters podcast. Welcome back, Craig. Uh, how are you? Uh, do you know what? I'm delighted to be sat down talking to you you two guys. But I, I, like I said in the, the messages after last season, I was hoping it would be the FA Cup or something. But <laughs> it is what it is. We're here again. And uh, let's just not talk about the past. Let's talk about the present and the future, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. You're a mid-house move, <laughs> I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bit of a nightmare at the minute. So the shot which you guys are seeing uh, is literally the only space that I've got. Uh, everything floor to ceiling is packed. The only things left to pack is the podcast gear. So that'll be the last thing that goes and the first thing that gets un- unpacked because dedication. But my dad's going to keep living here anyway. So I'm still going to have to keep coming back for a couple of weeks because I've not got Wi-Fi until mid-Jan. So, <laughs> yeah. So you're not moving. It, it, you said you're not moving too far. But um, No. Just, I mean... That, Ten, a, minute, ten minute drive, something like that. Drive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what what the worst thing to do, especially around this time of year, you're you're building up your hopes. You you packed everything. You have got everything prepared. You're moving to a new place. You've got this massive image of what it's going to be like in your head, and that you just really don't want that disappointment, do you? So um, let's talk about the playoffs last season. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brilliant segue. <laughs> Somebody's uh, we've, been we've... practicing that. <laughs> <laughs> been thinking about that all day. Um, <laughs> they. Um, Obviously, the player, we've got to talk about the semi-final. Uh, you were winning two win in the first leg and then offside nil in the second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you think like after that first leg, you've, you've got into, you've crept in 
to seventh. He snuck in, snuck into seventh. Um, did you think it was written written for you after winning? Because I think we were a bit done um, at the end of the season. Um, but after coming through, what you must have looked at and thought that's that's a pretty difficult tie to come through, um, especially after we were probably looking for revenge from two thousand and four and stuff. Yeah, uh, like how much of you did you think it was written for you that day? I, I honestly don't. I think, like I said to you guys last time, you you would have been hurting because of what happened to you on the final day of the season, and we had to be very, very cautious of that. We'd missed at least four chances last season at the back end to seal third or even second. Third in particular, her bank holiday Monday at Salford was a particular low when we should have won that game. So many moments as well where one point in the end would have done it and would have sealed it before the final day. And I think when you go into that lottery, you never, regardless of what position you've been in during the season, it's never sort of written in the stars, is it? You've got to put the work in. And had we been away first, I think I'd have felt a lot more comfortable because our home form was incredible. Um, And that, you know, that got us off to a a very good start. And we took a bit of an advantage into that second leg, but we knew you guys had come out. And it's the first time really at the end of a game where I felt Nigel Clough has had to go in some ways negative to to get us through. And tactically that night, I thought he, he, he got it right. He put big physical bodies behind the ball. You know, he stuck O'Toole and Wallace in midfield, never played there together all season and they had a tremendous night defensively everybody to a man through the 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 bodies in front of the ball and whether we it was offside or not we managed to get the ball over the nine which 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 counts um and and got through to Wembley but like I said to you you know in the preview show before even if we got to Wembley and I felt this at the time if we got Port Vale I'll be talking to you on a League Two preview podcast next season and here we are and as excellent as those two legs were memorable for us at the end of last season. Um, you know, it's still a little bit, it, there's still a little bit of pain there as well, I think, for, for both. And I think we're, what, 21, 22 games into this season. We're in a much pe- better position now. I know you guys are as well, but who knows how it could go. Football's a, a funny old game, isn't it? So uh, strap yourselves in. I think it could be another bumpy ride this campaign. I, I'm still amazed at how you came back last season because you were so far mm. down, weren't you, for ages, and yet you stuck with um, Clough for so long. And, and obviously, that was the right decision in the end, although you didn't quite make it over the line on the, on the last game of the season. Shame. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those with, with, with Mansfield. It, it's definitely, for me anyway, Craig, I'll be honest, if I didn't know you, if I'd not met you, I'd hate Mansfield Town. <laughs> it, it's, That's it's, fair. It's just one of those things, right? I think we all have a, a team, maybe a couple of teams that you never seem to, either you never seem to win or you never get the the big wins. You know, the big yeah. games never go your way. And that's what it feels like for me with, with Mansfield. And that's why I'm a little bit worried about this Boxing Day game because of the fact that, you know... <sighs> It will cement us even further in that top three if we win. And I, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just nervous about it because I, I, the fact that it's away at Field Mill as well, I don't think we ever really do particularly well there. There's only the one game that I can think of, which was the game before the playoffs back in 
was it 2004? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. The last day of the season, wasn't it, where we yeah. where we beat you? We were both then, in, I think. I think yeah. we were both in the playoffs that day, so it didn't really matter, did it? You I think, think this we is it, right? So, Mansour, no, there you go. Craig's yeah. just basically saying, well, it didn't matter, did it? We were already in the playoffs. We didn't care. <laughs> you win, but whatever. But... It, it, genuinely, that that's it. There was there really wasn't anything on that game. No, we, we, we still needed top. to win, though. Oh, did we? we? Still need to, yeah, yeah, we needed to win that okay. game. Okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah. But I mean, we we couldn't do it three times, could we? Against no. them, so and that's the important. Thing. <laughs> well, we did no, it technically. I, I did, technically, did it once. But. Oh well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's it. Every football sport has got that. I mean, in recent seasons for us, it's been suttered. We we can't seem to. <laughs> Win against them, and again, like I said earlier, if we'd have beaten them at home, they ended our home form last season. If we'd have beaten them or got a point, we wouldn't have faced in the playoffs. We'd have gone up automatically. So it's every every supporter has got that team, and do you know what? I think boxing it does set it up for a, a big time. We've not played for it will be something like sixteen days come Boxing Day because our game with Grimsby was off. I think you guys managing to get yours rearranged for last night Tuesday is a, a masterstroke. We tried it. Grimsby said no. We'll be rusty. Our form's not been great of late. And you know what? You guys have been hurting. And the team talk for, for Northampton, for, for your gaffer, is very easy. Watch these highlights from the playoffs. Go and put it right. And mm. you'll come out firing. And to be honest, I actually, I actually fear a, a defeat for Mansfield. I'm sure we'll come on to predictions later on. But uh, it's going to be a tougher game for Mansfield than what you guys think it might be, if that makes sense. Mm. Like you, you do seem to be turning up more against the bigger teams of the league. I'm, I'm thinking um, at the minute as well. You seem to struggle against the teams that are lower down. You, you're expected to beat almost, but you do seem to be pulling out some results against the bigger teams. You got just had a, a nil nil at Stevenage, which is a decent result. Could have arguably mm. won that as well. Um, mm. So what, what is the real, what is the real Mansfield? You do seem to go in and out of them playoffs and. Is it been a frustrating, frustrating time? Are you just like kind of happy to be in that area this time, and then just attack it second half of the season like you did last time, and and hope for top three again? Uh, you see, there'll be Mansfield fans that listen to this, and it'll be screaming, "Craig, you're talking absolute rubbish." But for me, I think the real Mansfield is a mid-table, mediocre side who gets lucky and and sneaks mm. in. Um, we're nowhere near, for me, as good as what we were last season. We can't score goals. We've got no killer instinct about us, and Nigel Clough. Um, as you know, as good as he has been for us, he's too stubborn in, in, in his ways. You mentioned that 0-0 draw there at Stevenage. Because of what happened to us in the playoff final and because of falling short last season, Nigel Clough has got it in his head that Mansfield should play three at the back and play with wing-backs. That's fine as long as you play two wing-backs at wing-back. <laughs> what he does is play two centre-forwards at wing-back. It doesn't work. Um, Was it Lucas Aikens played there? The other Lu- day? Yeah, Lucas yeah. Aikens, Jordan Bowery. Yeah, it's very much square pegs in, in round holes. It, it does not work whatsoever. And yet when we play with a back four and go 4-4-2 diamond or 4-3-3, it works and we've got fire about us. We lined up with a, an 11 at Stevenage where I thought, if we start with a back four here and play on the front foot, we'll take three points here. And where did Lucas Aikens go? Should have been centre forward. He ended up at right wing back and we ended up drawing 0-0 and had very little attacks, very little potency about us and very little fire. So for us, for me, I just think we're probably, the, the real Mansfield town is a bluff. I think we, we get away with sometimes, we scrape through some results, we ride crests of a wave and we, we always fall short. We're a misconception. Let's put it that way. Nice. <laughs> nice. That, I like that. Um, do you think then it's, it, would it be fair to say then that Nigel Clough, Clough maybe worries more about the opposition and, 
you know, nullifying them than he does about actually just letting Mansfield off the leash and, and, and you go and play your game, do you think? Yeah, he's very cautious. I think only once we've built up steam does he really let the leash off. We saw that a lot last season, especially considering, you know, where we were. We had we you mentioned earlier on about the, the massive shoot up in form. We had so many players playing in square pegs round holes through necessity last season. It's not been that this time around and momentum sort of took us forward. But certainly this season as he's, as he's gone on, it is a reluctance to really, you know, let us put the foot on the gas. It is really trying to stay as, as tight as we can and, and not conceding goals because we do leak goals sometimes like a broken sieve. And that's what happens when you play centre-forwards at centre-half. Um, and I just think it's it's one of those things where if we do play on the front foot and play with that confidence that we've got, we will absolutely turn some teams over. But other than, I think, one game this season, we've not outscored our opponents by more than one. And for a team that's supposed to be you know, challenging for the automatics to try and go one better than last season, that's not good enough. And you can't, for me, you can't have a successful season built on that because somewhere down the line, it's going to come back and bite you on the backside. Goal difference plays a massive part. I don't need to tell you guys that. You know that. (laughs) It plays a massive part in football. And if we're not scoring goals now, when are they going to come? Mm. You you had a great analogy for it on your podcast this um, this last week about... um... Right, so about how you want them to play and how you want them to score and go for it. Do you remember that? If I said you talk no. about nightclubs, <laughs> talk oh, about God, going into no, nightclubs I, I, and, I just, and honestly, guys, it. I've I'll be I'll be honest. <laughs> I've the, like there's a little bit of personal change in circumstance for me this season, so my interest level is not where it it was. I don't have <laughs> as much passion for it, and because of everything that's been happening with the house move as well. I completely have forgot what we did in the last podcast. <laughs> I don't listen to it back. I can't remember what we said. All I can remember from the last podcast is Clive saying "upsy downsy," but <laughs> I, I can't remember the nightclub analogy whatsoever. I think you're talking about finding a target in a nightclub and, and just going for it, and it feels like um, at the moment you're being a bit frigid. As this this sounds yes, like the kind uh, of yeah. thing that you shouldn't be bringing up again, Danny. I'll be honest with you. It sounds very creepy. Yeah. It's 2022. <laughs> And out all we're doing context. is hanging Craig out to dry <laughs> some kind of weird perf. Imagine if you guys just clipped that up now. If I, imagine if I actually had remembered it and I said it and you'd clip that up and just Mansfield matters out of context. I'm not saying yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> just like Craig in the nightclub when nobody wants him. Uh, <laughs> Craig's never... Well, well, hang on a minute. Uh, can, I just, can I just put a caveat here? Craig has never set foot in a nightclub and never will. Oh, <laughs> Never set foot in a nightclub behind me. There we go. Yeah, there we go. We'll I, I mean, like you said, you know, like you said there. I don't need to go into a nightclub and get rejected. I sit, I'll sit through ninety minutes every week and watch rejection. So I don't need to do it at night as well, do I? Don't, don't need to be doing that on a Saturday night. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, dear. Um, so in the in the summer, it was a bit of a, a clear out going out. You had four permanent signings. Only four. Is that strategy for Nigel Clough just to keep the team together from last season? Kind of. It, it's been like-for-like replacements. There's not really been any added quality. What we have done is we've gone, we are the midfield player buying club of the world. If you can play midfield, we will sign you. I'm not interested in anyone else. We've over-signed midfielders. Hiram Botang, you know, great player, great prospects. I know he's an ex-cobbler as well, albeit briefly. 
Um, we really like him, but then he got injured. Then we signed Anthony Hartigan, who was from um, from AFC Wimbledon. Again, another great prospect. But you remember when Lampard and Gerrard couldn't play in the same midfield for England? It's exactly that for Mansfield with Hartigan and, and Boateng. It doesn't work. And neither of them were needed. We needed some... Um, we needed a bit of a strike force up front. We brought in Will Swan from Nottingham Forest on loan, season-long loan. He's been good, but he is one in five. And by one in five, I mean he's fit for one game in five. And the others, he's spending at home with a cold. He's made a glass, that lad. He's, he's had colds, injuries, knocks, whatever. Danny um, Riso, so I was going to say Danny Rose for a minute then, because I looked at him on my little sheet. I've got a little card here. I looked at him. I looked at his name there. Riso has had a pectoral injury, so he's been out for... Uh, X amount of weeks. He's only just come back in. So we've been without our main goal scoring threat from last season um, as well. Um, and then we've just not added enough in, in the right areas. And he's tried to keep that squad together. But realistically, it's nowhere near where it was. We're not playing the same back line as, as what we were last season. We're not playing the same midfielders. We're not playing the same um, style or, or way. So it's keeping a group together, but taking them in a completely different direction. It's like when you meet a crossroads, you keep the group together, you either go left or right. And instead of going back to where we should be and carrying on the, the path to where we want to be, we've completely veered off and having to find a way again. We've got lost in the woods. It sound, you know what? These analogies are amazing. I love them. Can I clip that out and play that for Nathan every time he slags me off on our podcast? Yes, and absolutely. He hates Craig. them. <laughs> um, it sounds to me like it's almost... That that is a great summary for your typical League Two club because the fact is is that as much as we would love to and and we've talked about this, Danny, haven't we? About how you know build a team over maybe two to three seasons that will then go and win you the league, a bit like what you know the top six in the Premier League basically try to do every year. The problem is with us right down here at the bottom of the EFL is that. You know, you can't do that because players are so inconsistent, not just mm. necessarily from game to game, but from season to season. I mean, Sam Hoskins is a, a fabulous example just in terms of the goal scoring, Danny. I don't want you giving me too many evils while I say this. Man, I said it from but the start. It's one of those, isn't it? It's, it's you know, he's never hit, you know, the form he has done in the seven previous years that he's been with us. And yet this year he's having a really nice purple patch. Will he do that again next season, regardless of which league we're in? Probably not. But, you know, that that's just being realistic on, on the basis of we've seen it all before where essentially you'll have a good season. If you don't take your chances and go up, then you don't necessarily just continue on the same trend the following year. And that's that's happened you know, throughout history of Northampton Town, go all the way back to sort of the 98, um, you know, Division 2 playoff final. We lost 1-0 to Grimsby. The following year, we relegated down into Division 3. And it wasn't like there was a, a massive squad turnover. There was no change in management team. And yet we went from being in the top six to being in the bottom four. So you, you just always like that in these divisions and, 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 he, and despite the fact that you keep a team together there's a part of me that actually thinks for the cobblers this year that there's an element of luck that we've basically stayed on the same you know trend I mean okay we had a terrible end 
to last season with the playoffs. But before that, everything was going up, up, up. Then we had the, you know, the we've hit that peak, fallen back about 50 steps. But then we've come back up and now we've surpassed that that point and we find ourselves playing, I think, better football and winning games that maybe we didn't last year and doing a bit better. I think, in a way, you could say that's that's luck more than, well, not more than, but just as much as it is about the good management and keeping everything as, as similar. Because as Mansfield sort of show, you can have the same players and add a bit more quality. Because I agree with you, those players that you mentioned, Craig, in your midfield, are better players than what you had last season or should add to what you had. And yet you don't feel like actually it's doing that for you guys at the moment. But I mean, I suppose in a way you say, well, look, you're you're in the top half this time last year. Yeah. Do you know do you know what it is? It's listening to you say that there, it, it's you're spot on, but also what's embedded deep within that is a fear. A fear that at some point you can the the wheels are going to fall off and there will be a, a drop again, there'll be a plummet. And it's how you recover from that. Because when you start a season like you guys have done with all that hurt and all that anger and all that uh, desire to go and go one step better this season, almost like we tried to do at the start, there's always that niggling doubt in the back of your mind of what happens when something goes wrong. Because what you've not done and what we've not done is we've not addressed why we did fall short. We've just tried to fix it. Us in particular, we've just replaced players like for like. We've not addressed the problems. We've not addressed why we fell short. And at some point, that's going to come back to to bite us. And I think we've probably had that little spell maybe last month where we weren't winning games and we weren't sort of picking up the points and we were making silly mistakes and and getting well beaten. Um, But I still think it's, it's there later on because the management are a little bit blind to that as well. And I think it will all depend on what both clubs do in the January transfer window to allay, allay those fears. And, and you know, it's it's okay carrying on and going again, but you've got to rebuild those foundations. You've got to really put something more solid in place. Mm. Otherwise, we're just going to be here again next season talking about exactly the same thing, probably with a new manager, probably with 20-odd new players apiece, which sets us back another two years. It's, it's that thing of having to bite your lip a little bit and sort of say, yeah, we're all right, but we could be better and we need to make sure that we are better because when the fall happens, there's no crash mat. Yeah, I, I, th- I think just on on that basis of like addressing the issues, I think to be completely and utterly fair to John Brady and, and the, the rest of the team at the Cobblers, you know, the, our big problem last season was strength and depth and we've definitely addressed that. And that's probably the thing that will see us over the line. But it was the thing that we we said last year, wasn't it, Danny? That was the, the obvious, you know, we don't have anyone to bring on. We're bringing on Danny Rose to basically shithouse, you know, for the last 10 minutes. Um, he's doing that with Danny Hilton now. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's doing that with Danny Hilton. But he's got other people to bring on as well. You know, Eppie yeah, the bench, is coming I mean, the bench, on. The bench, the bench is, last night, on Tuesday oh. night, was great. Um, really enjoyable. Yeah. Can I bench. just interject at that, that point as well? How much for you guys is the five sub rule impacting? Because for Nigel Clough and Mansfield, it's completely transformed how he tactically goes against goes at a game now. And you know, whereas last season you could only have three, you can have five now, and that does make a a big difference. I think there was one game, and we lost it, didn't we? It was the last game that I was at. 
Was it the Tranmere game where he... No, we won that one, I think. We won that. Yeah. No, it was a draw. One all draw, wasn't it? Uh, all nil-nil, one of the two. It was definitely a draw. We didn't win the Tranmere game, did we? The um, home one? So. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the anniversary one. We won 3-2, wasn't it? I was, what, I was sat next weeks, to you, Charles. Two weeks oh, ago. Two weeks ago, sorry, yeah. Whenever it was. I'm not going that <laughs> sorry, far I thought you were talking about last season again. No, no, yes. no, no. Yeah, that was nil-nil, yes. And right. and I think in that game that um, Hilton and Apare both came on together quite, I want to say early, but it was probably around sort of 65, 70 minutes. That wouldn't have been able to have happened last time around. We were chasing a win. We were trying to get a goal to to win the game, but actually it just dislodged, I thought, the rest of the team uh, when that sub was made. But I do think that the... I don't think it necessarily makes a difference to how John Brady has set up the team and, and to go. I think the difference that it's made for us is that we now have a much we, we've got more options. There are more ways for us to try and change the game. Yeah. And it's the quality, isn't it? The quality the, of it. Yeah, the quality yeah. that we're bringing on is different. I, I would argue, from a cobbler's point of view, the bigger thing is the fact that we've got more quality on the bench this year than we did. And, and regardless of whether we were able to make three or five, that would be the more telling, pertinent thing. Uh, I, I don't, but I, it's, it's it's more whether he wanted to, isn't it? Like last season, you could mm. tell he couldn't, he yeah. literally couldn't bring on because he didn't have anything on the bench hardly that he, that could change a game. Mm. But so I don't, I think he was just really reluctant to change it last season. Whereas this this year he will, because yeah. he's got that quality there. But, yeah, yeah. Um, Craig talking about strength in depth and talking about January. Your top scorer this season is playing for Walsall at the minute <laughs> in, <laughs> in Danny Johnson. Um, what firstly, what did you make of him going there? But secondly, what did you make of his form? And is I think his loan contract's up in January, isn't it? So is he just going to come back? Do you think? Or? I'll happily tell you the details of what I know when the cameras and the recording is switched off. Um, <laughs> I'll, but I'll tell you the uh, the, the reduced version. Um, I think for whatever reason, um, Johnson doesn't fit into how Nigel Clough plays uh there are re- props reasons for that and when he went out in august we thought all right fair enough but what we should have done is we should have sold him and that was the initial plan and then for whatever reason um certain people got involved and a permanent move for money um became a loan move and you know, he's since gone there and absolutely bagged goals left, right and centre as I knew he would and everybody else knew he would. Um, and it is what it is. We There's a certain amount of Stags fans that would love to see him in our starting lineup, me included. I think he's a, a, a good talent. He's a good goal-scoring talent at League Two level. He's proven it at Warsaw. He's proven it at Leighton Orient previously as well. But that's never going to happen whilst Nigel Clough is the manager of Mansfield Town. And... That's that said. Unless something drastically changed, I firmly believe that that it's never going to happen. While Clough is Mansfield manager, he doesn't fit into the style of his play. There are certain factors um, which also add into that, and we'll end up in January. It will. He'll get recalled when his his loans up at the start of Jan, um, and either early January or on transfer deadline day, he'll go for a fee and he'll be another one of those players that we put in that box of could have been great for us, but it, it just didn't work out. It's frustrating to see him banging the goals and especially when we had 
Reese Oates out with the pectoral injury and then Will Swan having a cold every other week and then a stub toe and then um, I think he grazed his arm. I think he had like a, uh, a, 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 a staple in his hand or something like that. Any injury that you, you could think of, <laughs> Will Swan old, has had this this season. It's like the old football manager gashed leg, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, and When he was unavailable and when you know Oates was out injured and when we were playing... Bowery at right wing back, Aikens at left wing back and Hawkins at um, centre-half, three strikers out of position. You're begging for Danny Johnson to get recalled. But of course, you can't do it because the rules don't allow allow yeah. for that. And we've, we've sent him out for, for no reason. It's it's an enigma. And I'll tell you the full story when the recording stops. <laughs> Just a, so There's a striker, John, to get, get, have a look at in January. Then. If he's, if he's going to go back and be up for sale, get him in. That's my first get him in of the season, Charles. That is. Yeah, I'm surprised well, it's since taking August. you that long. Since August. Well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I, I am surprised it's taken you that long for a game. Yeah. I like it. Well and done, I'll, tell you what I hap- I'll tell you what happened now. We'll sell him to you. Then you'll, you know, we'll go down to your place and it'll be the 90th minute. He'll come off the bench. He'll uh, score and he'll do the, uh, the the famous celebration where he runs up in front of Nigel Clough and gives it, gives it big. That's, that's what will happen yeah. the first time he scores against us. We've got you fairly soon as well, haven't we, as well, after this one. We've got you... Yes, like a week or two afterwards, isn't it? End of Jan. Yeah, it's not that far yeah. away, is it? Oh, we don't want to play so, you yeah. twice in quick succession again. <laughs> no, no you don't want that. Work. No. <laughs> Didn't work last time, did it? Didn't really work. <laughs> All right. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I always... I, I think it, it shows how much, especially, I, I think, in the lower leagues, just how much it isn't necessarily about talent but it's also about mm. uh you know everything else you know how well they fit in in terms of the area how they get on with their teammates and the coaching staff etc etc because you know you look at it and you just sort of go the amount of times that we've had strikers come and we end up just you know welcome to the graveyard yeah. um you know we turn them yeah. in to unable to to hit a barn door properly um it's frustrating, but you look at it and go, it can't just be that they suddenly become a bad player out overnight. There's got to be other no. factors. And I think, you know, you've pretty much said that there are other factors in terms of doesn't fit into the playing style. Nigel Clough doesn't like him as a player in terms of, you know, going in with his squad. Not that Nigel Clough will say that publicly. No, well, but I mean, but, it's pretty know, yeah. obvious. If he, it's if, obvious. At yeah. the end of the day, if he if he loaned him out, he, he clearly doesn't see him as being part yeah. of his squad for for this season, so he doesn't need to yeah. say it really. Um, yeah. it, it's you know, it's true. Actions. It, it, it's true what you say, but you know, I think one thing football fans often are guilty of forgetting is that footballers are human beings getting paid to do a job, and you know, especially in football where you only get two year contracts. Sometimes at this level, only only one year contracts or even six months loans, it's a big decision to make. And of course, Danny Johnson made a, a big move in the summer when he joined Mansfield, you know, away from the area where he lived, where he was settled. I uh, believe he's got a young family as well. You have to take that into consideration. And a prime example I can give is last January when we signed Jamie Murphy on loan, um, who comes with all the quality, all the, um, you know, the potential to score goals and really hit the ground running for us. But, where was he based? Oh, yeah, he was based up in Scotland. Um, he didn't move down. He had, I think he had four kids. Uh, so was travelling twice a week to come and train, staying over. And that is a, a, a big upheaval. Imagine, you know, if for our work, we had to go up and work like up in Scotland and, 
then travel back to see our families. It, it puts a massive, massive strain on things. And especially when you get to the business end of the season with the boiling pot of trying to win promotion as well. There are all those factors that you have to take into consideration. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one to try and comprehend. So it's no wonder sometimes that when you do sign a player and it doesn't quite work out, you have to sometimes look a little bit deeper. Sometimes it may well just because they are absolutely rubbish and the manager doesn't get things out of them. You know, Danny Rose didn't really perform for you, but look at what he's doing at Stevenage under Steve Evans. He's, he's found that click again. He's found that happy, happy place. And mm. it, it's those little factors which we perhaps are guilty of not taking into consideration at, at mm. this level. But should we take them into consideration? At the end of the day, we're paying our money for to try and watch our team get promoted and they're the ones doing it. It's an interesting argument to sit on, yeah. isn't it, that one? I think yeah. I think it's very much a, a case of, you know, as, as fans, we will, you know, point at a player. Like you could you could turn around and go, right, I think we did this on, on our main pod this week where we were asked the question, um, it's, uh, it's Christmas, if you could have one player uh, to open, so to speak, on Christmas <laughs> Day for the Cobblers in January, who would it be? You know, the obvious names come up. You're talking about Andy Cook or you're talking about one of I think yeah. I can't remember who it was, Danny, but somebody on the on the pod definitely said, Oh, I'm just gonna look at who the top scorers are in League One. And I mean, you know, and that was Jeffy. <laughs> it was Jeffy. And <laughs> you just sort of go, Okay, yes, of course, that is a you know, a wish list. Um, but you're not taking into account anything else other than their current form for their mm. current club. You don't even take into account the way that the club plays, you know, the the style of play that the rest of the team have, you know, how happy and settled they are as players in, in the area they're in. I mean, you know, we've talked about Sam, Sam Hoskins so much on, you know, the podcast this season for obvious reasons. But one of the things that is kind of forgotten is the fact that, you know, he had his first child towards the end of last season. He's, been at the club for seven coming up to eight years now he is settled in the area he you know he's obviously got his family now he feels at home he's got a he's got another what year and a half two years on his contract so he has got stability there so therefore he can kind of forget about all of that side of things and just concentrate on playing football and just concentrate on being better and and look at what he's done it's it's brilliant whereas as you're saying, Craig, most of the time you're giving one, two years uh, for a contract and, and, you know, players are, you know, coming down from Scotland or they're moving up from, say, you know, Devon or Cornwall sort of area, mm. whatever. It's a big move for them. And if they don't settle in the area within the first sort of month, uh, you're not going to get anything out of them. And I think that's a big big factor when it comes to making signings. And I think John Brady has been incredibly good uh, uh, the 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 relocation aspect of signing players. Just tough job in it doing that. To be fair, mm-hmm. very very <laughs> selling tough. Northampton other player is difficult. So. <laughs> it's 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 interesting because realistically, you know, it, it's sad to talk about, but the prime example to the extreme is, of course, the sad passing of Lee Collins, another former player for us both a few years ago. Of course, pandemic playing for Yeovil, living in a hotel, not able to go anywhere. Um, you know, after training, other than training, it's it's difficult to be stuck in that. And even though you know the world is open now, and you can go out and do things, you can go out and socialise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it still puts tremendous strain on a player when you're living away from home and living away from family. And I think if anyone has got no idea what we're talking about, go and watch the um, 
the, the Wrexham documentary on Disney Plus and you'll see um, the player, I think it's Jordan Davis. Um, if I'm wrong, I apologise. But um, he lost a, ch- a child. Um, he's also playing in a, a team that's trying to get promotion at the same time. And it takes a massive emotional strain on you. We don't know as fans what's going off behind closed doors. And you were talking about Hoskins there hitting the ground running. You said he's been there eight years. It's no wonder he's hitting the ground running because he is settled and he's, he's grown and been able to feel comfortable in that. I would hate to be a footballer who moves around every, let's say on average two seasons, to go through that routine over and over and again. In my personal life, in the last year, two years, I'll be starting my fourth different job in January for various different reasons. And it is so hard when you go into a new organisation, a new environment to adapt. Imagine doing that, but with a big price tag on your head, in the public domain with thousands of fans wanting you and willing you to do well. And if you don't perform, the pressure's on you straight away. That boiling mm. pot is is too it is too much, I think, sometimes in football. And I think we, we do well to to remember that. And that's why certain players don't necessarily work. Mm. Well, prime example, coming on to players, John Joe at all. Started with us mm. 2014, I think, was it? Wasn't going to look in for a little bit. Went on loan to Southend, came back, and you would never have like told how he, how much of a legend he was going to become at that point. Yeah. We thought that was it. That was the end of him, but it just took whatever it was, new management, new situation, something like that to suddenly get into click. And he's, is all of a sudden just become a, a legend for, for us um, on the way to be one for you. Maybe is he, is he still uh, do you know, keeping well? Do you know what? Last season, he was absolutely tremendous. This season, yeah. Nigel Clough has not given him a sniff and I know exactly why he's trying to grow his hair long again. <laughs> Someone needs to pin him down with some air clippers, shave it all off because when he looked like a thug, he played like a thug and he was brilliant. He's now playing like a middle-aged accountant who's just like doing the run-of-the-mill stuff. And it's it, it's I feel sorry for him because he should be starting week in, week out. And if he was, I think we we wouldn't be shipping in as many goals as, as what we would and we'd be a little bit more solid. But uh, at the minute, the O-Tool that we knew and loved from last season is is not quite where we want him to be. But... You can't be consistent unless you get game time, and he's not getting it. Yeah, that's a that's a huge point. Huge. Is, is he still being played as a as a defender, or has he gone back to his midfield berth that we knew him? Now you see, we we can't afford for him to go back into midfield because we've already got twenty seven midfielders <laughs> already already signed. Um, no, when he plays, Clough plays him centre half, and herein lies the problem. Like I mentioned before, Clough has got it in his head that we need to be like Port Vale. We need to be like Forest Green and play with three at the back. Mansfield can't play three at the back and John Joe O'Toole can't play three at the back either. He is very good in a central pairing of a two where he can just head it, kick it, do the ugly stuff and do, with respect, the thuggish side of the game and let somebody else mop up around him. When you're in a three, it is a very different game. You speak to any footballer, any coach, manager, ex-player, whatever, they will tell you that playing in, in three centre-halves is very, very different style of jobs. And John Joe, unfortunately, at the, the stage of his career he's at, is not necessarily capable of, of doing it because there's a little bit more running involved. Um, he can't play that comfortable head it sort of kick it sort of game. He's got to think about getting the ball wide and trying to play it. And then he'll overplay it because he thinks he's higher up the pitch than what he is. He's then let down by the players that are around him who can't play on the floor. He's not managed to find the right fit yet for how Nigel Clough has currently been playing. But if Clough was to turn around and say, 
Right, I'm not going to play three at the back again for the rest of the season. I'm going to go with the back four. O'Toole will be starting every single game for me because he's the thuggish, head it, kick it. I want to use the B swear words to, to analogise him, but I won't. He is that type of player. He's exactly what Mansfield missed that last season, which is why we signed him and why we went on to do what we did. He's what we're missing this season, but we're never going to get the same O'Toole unless we go back to a back four. And that's mm. just the way football goes. Like I said earlier, you go one way, or you go the other. We've gone the other. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Just a final thing on on this season. Enough to to mount a top three challenge? Do you think, or is it? Does it all depend on January? Um, if it all depends on January, we might as well end the season and say I'll, I'll we'll be in League Two again next year because Nigel Clough won't do any business in January. He'll be happy with what he's got, um, and you know, probably rightly so. He's got a a big enough well he's got an, enough players in the squad when fully fit to really go and challenge if they play in the right way he's always reluctant to make signings in January because it's not really a buyer's um, buyer's market because you're going straight into a season whereas when you buy in the summer you, you're not you've got that time to to gel to to adapt to, to mould into what you want um, we do need to make some signings we definitely need a, an out and out centre back we need another goal scorer as well and probably a little bit of cover down the, the left-hand side, um, at left wing-back or left-back, whichever way Clough wants to go with it. Um, whether or not he'll do that or not remains to be seen. I don't think he will. And I think if he doesn't, I'll stick my neck on the line now. If we don't make at least three good quality tier signings in January, we'll miss out on the playoffs this season because we've not got enough fire in us at the minute. I still think that our league position as we are now is a false sense of security. Maybe I'm just being grumpy. Maybe I'm, <laughs> I'm not seeing things for how they could be. But I was I was in the heart of that fire which burnt last season. And the way we played, the football we played, we are nowhere near that this season. And sometimes you can win ugly and, be, and, and get results. But personally for me, I think if we're free-flowing and we let the, the gas off a little bit this season, We'll climb the table a little bit more, but I'm not a football manager unless it's on a simulation type game of the same name. So what the bloody hell do I know? <laughs> well, let's see what you know. So we're going to come on to predictions <laughs> now. Um, you don't sound massively confident, but I'm not. I'm never confident going to Field Mill either. So it's going to be interesting mm. round of predictions. Charles, I'm going to come to you first. Thanks. Uh, where are we? Monday, is it? Monday. Yeah, well, Monday. Monday, yeah. Seven forty-five. I want to say. Or was it three? It's three. Sorry, it's three. It's three o'clock. It's Boxing o'clock. Day. Come you, on, Sunday. lads. If you want to, if you want to turn up at seven forty-five, you, you, you feel free. <laughs> I mean, no one wants to do that on a on a dark night in Mansfield. Let's face it. Definitely. Uh, not so <laughs> Even those who live in Mansfield don't. It's fine. <laughs> um, yes, Charles. Predictions. Three o'clock. Boxing Day. Mansfield. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I feel like you were dread already. Yeah, he's a little bit. Do you know what? I'm going to be confident because I think we are we are better than I think I give us credit for. I'll be honest. Mm. Um, the last few been a bit moany, haven't we? I think, or I certainly have for the last few weeks. But uh, Carlisle, that performance against Carlisle, rather, um, was was good. Um, or at least it was good enough to get the win, and I, I think that I think our problem actually this this term is us, uh, not just as uh, as a podcast, but fans <laughs> in general. Uh, <laughs> so it's all our fault, Craig. Um, I, I I don't think we necessarily have the belief. You see how you know, and I know it's 
you know, it's a it's a vocal, you know, minority on social media, etc. Um, it's not the, you know, large swathes of, of Cobblers fans, but there is a vocal, very loud vocal minority that, you know, not happy with how things are sometimes. And, and I think that often, especially because of where I live being away, that often means that I get dragged into that. And, and feeling that, not necessarily into the conversations of it, but, you know, reading it, dragged into it. So that's where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going with this point, by the way, but um, <laughs> I, I think I'm just trying to be more positive because I think the club deserve that credit. I think John Brady and the team deserve a bit more credit from me. So rather than being a negative ninny about this game, I'm going to go for a 2-1 Cobblers win. Mm-hmm. 2-1 win. 2-1 win. Craig, it's a long I'll way be... of getting there, wasn't it? It was a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Went down around the M25 and back up again to Field <laughs> Mill did. for yeah. that one. <laughs> but I like it. You know, like a good story, Charles. <laughs> um, Craig, where are we going? Oh, you see, again, I think, Charles, I think me and you are, like, are probably like distant relatives or something because I think we've probably got the same sort of outlook on that sort of misery part somewhere that negative ninny as you put it I think is embedded within me somewhere as well um we haven't had a game for 16 days come boxing day we had a behind closed doors friendly with Lincoln today where everyone got 45 minutes apiece but knowing Nigel Clough he'd have tried out another formation where he plays like two at the back who are both goalkeepers um, centre forwards in central midfield and like I don't know left wingers at, at, at right back so it, it it could go anyway. I think we will probably edge it. I, I'll go for a 2-1 Mansfield win because Mansfield always matters. So I've got to go for a Mansfield victory. But I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> and I, like, you know, I called it when I said about if we got to the playoff final, we wouldn't go up. I wouldn't be surprised if when we're talking again for the reverse fixture, we're talking about you guys beating us on Boxing Day. But I'm not going to go with that as prediction. Mansfield 2-1 win. Because I can't go more than three. Because we don't score more than bloody one goal, do we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that, um, Danny. <laughs> nice. I think I'm going to go two-two for this one. Oh, I think we're going to come out the blocks, but I think they might peg us back. Yeah, two. Yeah, a bit of a Desmond. Desmond two-two for this one. Which okay, uh, brilliant. It's always decent away from home against the fellow promotion contender. I think. Mm. Um, we're we're going to be playing a game. Uh, mm. with with Craig but we're going to do that over on our Patreon uh, mainly because I don't want to look like the big fool in front of everybody <laughs> um, but if you'd like to hear the game that Craig has brought to the pod then then go over to our Patreon patreon.com forward slash cobblers for me where you're going to hear a piece of um, wizardry bad content and bad <laughs> content brilliant content yeah as Craig said but yeah if you want to hear that then then head over to the Patreon um I'm I'm not looking forward to it, but I'm sure it'll be a load of fun. It'll be really, really fun. Hopefully, <laughs> what, the game or the, the Mansfield well, game? I was just going to link to both? that. Yeah, hopefully both will be really, really fun. Uh, and the Cobbs so will got, come away with a win. I've got confidence in you, Charles. You can do it. Oh, good. Thanks, mate. You're the only one that does yeah. at the minute. Yes. <laughs> uh, Craig, thank you so much for coming back again. 
An absolute yeah, pleasure. To I look forward again. to the uh, to the reverse fixture, and hopefully, you know, when we do this next season, we're both in League One. That'd be nice, wouldn't that it? That would be nice. Would be nice yes. yes. Let's not do it in League Two again. No, no well, we'll we'll probably do this show in League again. Two again in, in about a month. Daniel time. Brothers. But, well, in about a month, we're, we're getting back. Oh right, okay. Fine. Yeah. I knew <laughs> what you meant. It's fine. Yeah, there we go. We can talk all about this Boxing Day game. Um, Greg, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so you can find us at MTFC Matters on Twitter and uh, Facebook. Still not got around to Instagram, and I'm too old for TikTok. <laughs> nice, same as us. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Greg, all the best uh, for the rest of the season, barring these two games, obviously. Um, and do pop over to our Patreon if you want to listen to us making tits of ourselves. Uh, thanks for listening. And, Charles, this is the last time we've got to say this before Christmas, so Merry Christmas to all of our lovely listeners. Yes, Merry Christmas, everyone. Mm. Merry Christmas, one and all. You filthy animals. See you next week. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.